on this episode of the Human Up Podcast. It was extremely difficult mm-hmm. um, because then you start hitting things like, you know, I didn't, I didn't raise you this way or mm-hmm. I didn't uh, come to this country to have you do this. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't suffer. I didn't do this for, for you just to do what you're doing now. And then so my, what I, one day, I don't know, I kind of like, I hit my little breaking point. And I was like, did you come to America to allow me to chase my dream or to just find a job? Welcome back to the Human Up podcast. My name is Victor Ung, and this is a podcast about developing emotional intelligence and how to use it to improve the personal leadership skills within us. Um, you know, we'll, you'll hear a lot about EQ being used to, you know, in, express yourself and to develop relationships externally. But I like to speak to EQ from a place of an an internal place and how to connect to our intuition how to tap into this inner world within us that will ultimately you know impact the external world uh eventually but um everything starts from from inside so it's developing this the skill of awareness and regulation of our emotions and thoughts and ultimately helping, you know, develop a a better habit and developing better behavior. In this episode, I talked to another old college friend, Mike Tuan. We met through his frat when uh, I was an organizer with a student organization that uh, partnered with his frat to put on an event. And since then, just uh, just kind of started hanging out and seeing each other here and there. Um, but then got reconnected through social media as well. When I posted asking about other people who are entrepreneurs and going into business and doing their own thing. And man, I was like just going through the old post and and trying to find that original uh, status update. And and it was back in May of 2018. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been two years. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so it just, you know, that's just one of those things that makes me reflect that, you know, this is this is a journey, you know, and and. it's it's going to take a while, right? So let this be a, rem- a reminder of wherever you're at, whenever you're, you know, thinking about doing something or or you know trying to find your own next step. That there's there's a lot of time that is going to be invested in that, and there's a lot of patience that's required of that. But also knowing that if you can even just make a 1% shift in your day today or your week or your month that, you know, two years from now, you'll, you'll see yourself in a, a totally different place than you would have imagined. Right. Um, you know, I imagine this on like a, a graph, right? You it's, it's going a certain, you know, path and then you make a slight shift and it, it you, change directions that go in um another path and you'll look back and you'll see this this gap in this distance that you would have that you created from that shift and um you know it it just takes a lot of belief and trust that 
you'll you'll figure it out along the way. So yeah, for me it's crazy to think that it's two years now or two years since I posted that status update and finally, you know, working through scheduling and finally getting him on the podcast and and finally releasing this episode. But um really excited to share this conversation. Uh, we talked a lot about his own journey into entrepreneurship and a lot of the mental blocks and struggles uh, that came up along the way, especially internally, you know, within uh, himself as well as culturally, you know, with um, with uh, the, the people around him. And and I, I absolutely loved our conversation. It was really open and honest and heartfelt. And, um, and we, we pulled out a lot of nuggets around, you know, how to work through uh, any of our limiting beliefs that we might have, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship and, and then how to develop the emotional intelligence to um, really, really navigate that. So excited for you to listen to this episode. As you're listening, if you do find value out of it, uh, please do me a favor and share this episode with somebody um, or with your network. You know, I, I would love to use this as a resource for people to to see different perspectives and and help them find their own next step in their life as well. Uh, and so. Uh, if, if you find that it helps you, uh, please, please do share it. And, and I'd love to also hear how it helps you. Um, cause that's the fire that keeps me going too, and in, in continuing to develop this. So honestly, I, you know, don't want to just be a, a lone guy on, on this podcast, you know, spewing my thoughts to myself. So, um, love to engage and interact and, and please do reach out. So, um, um, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Victor Ung, Victor U-N-G, and you can send me a DM there or email me at victor at victorung.com. And then uh, lastly, if you are interested to connect more about my coaching services um, or what I am building, I'm actually in the process of building out a membership site that um, that people uh, mostly Asian men who care about personal development and emotional intelligence could use as a one-stop shop and as a resource for, um, you know, for all of the best content. So, um, and, and as well as to connect with like-minded people, but if you're interested in that, um, definitely subscribe at victorung.com slash subscribe. And when you do that, you'll also get the 11 emotional intelligence exercises that I created to help you get started as well. And that'll be the best way to just stay in contact with me and, uh, and, and tune into the updates that I have around my coaching as well as, um, the membership site. Uh, and again, email me if you would like some personal support and, uh, dedicated support in your journey as well. And lastly, we'll get right into the episode right after a quick message from my sponsor. First off, thank you for being a listener of the Human Up podcast. I definitely have so much to say and express and all the things that I've experienced and observed throughout my life that 
I honestly have been cultured and, and kind of pressured to, to bite my tongue against. So I really love being able to use this platform and this medium as a podcast to do so. And it wouldn't be possible without Anchor.fm, which is the hosting platform I use to distribute this podcast. It's perfect for me right now because it's free and automatically distributes my episodes to all the different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And the cool part is that there are tools to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you don't even need any extra software or services to, to create the podcast. And you can even make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership by recording ads like this. So if you have a message to send and ideas to spread, definitely download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And who knows, maybe we can collab and create a, a podcast episode together. If you do end up creating one, you should definitely hit me up and, and we can do something there. With that, let's get back to the episode. Hey, Mike, it's cool to have you on the podcast. Thanks for uh, taking the time to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Sweet. Yeah, we uh we got we're connected like way back <laughs> through uh UW from college days. Uh we didn't I guess we didn't really hang out too much, but we kind of partied once in a while. <laughs> I knew of you, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and so now it's cool to connect now now that you're running your own business and you're up in Cambodia and doing a bunch of things there. So pretty excited to have you on. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. It's definitely been like a like a crazy ride. Totally. Um, so I guess, yeah, just for background and for context, maybe share a little bit of uh yourself and kind of that crazy ride that you're you're mentioning and, and where you're at now, what you're doing. Sure thing. Um I started my career in Seattle with uh, you know, a lot of management consulting firms and uh with Wells Fargo. Um and as I started getting uh, the itch for entrepreneurship and, and, and trying to find exactly what, you know, I really had to offer. And, and you know, it, it was more than just wanting to sit behind a desk. I wanted to go and experience exactly what it took to, to make something grow. And so I decided to pack everything up and went out to Cambodia. And um, now we have a thriving distribution business where we focus on health and wellness and we have exclusive ownership of some brands or across um, some across Asia and some across Cambodia and Southeast Asia region or like matrix fitness, which is like big fitness brand that that supplies a lot of hotels around the world to LK the water systems that you see in um, like Disney world and, and, and uh, airports around the world. And then, you know, as, as we continued on, it continued to grow into like real estate and then to textile brokering. And now we have uh, a gym and it's, there's been so many random things that have popped up that, that I never would have thought uh, were possible, uh, you know, sitting behind a desk at Amazon, nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it, it was just such a, it's been such a wild ride and it's only been three years. So I can't wait to see what happens next. Man, even just hearing that is, is awesome and inspirational to like the fact that you kind of grown something yourself uh physically over different regions and to to have that level of impact uh on the on the world is pretty cool um which you know and and you not to say that you can't necessarily do that within a career or within a job 
as, as you mentioned too, but, um, to have to like go onto your own journey to do that yourself is pretty cool. Like what was that sort of shift for you? You know, like going from thinking that, I guess maybe you can also talk about maybe your family and how you've been raised there in terms of expectations and kind of what that's been like up to that point and up to that shift. And then like, how did, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been, it's been um, an interesting ride because growing up, you, you were really expected to kind of uh, look for that paycheck and look for that retirement, possibly a pension if you can get it. And uh, growing up in a first generation family, United States, it was a little bit difficult to kind of break social norms. You know, you definitely fit into uh, like, let's listen to your parents. Let's, you know, get a degree. And if you can, you know, if, if you have the opportunity and you're lucky enough to go to college and then hopefully from there, you're, you're able to climb the ranks and then retire and um, kind of die, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so morbid. <laughs> yeah, it's so morbid. But at the same time, you're like, real. It's hopefully real. you have the opportunity to, um, to really experience and challenge yourself. And for me, it, it, the moment I was like, I'm moving to Cambodia, my mom looked at me and she's like, why? Why? You have yeah. a nice job. You have, you know, you have health insurance. And I think the fear of, of losing the paycheck and losing the, the comfort really um, was terrifying. And, and it was also, I remember packing all my stuff up um, and, and just walking out of the office for the last time um, at Amazon. And I remember like taking this deep sigh and then feeling this like overwhelming panic and walking into a bar and grabbing a beer immediately. (laughs) 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 And then uh, the next day it was like, Hey, this is real now. Then, uh, you know, next thing you know, here comes two weeks later and the flight is there and I'm sitting there with, with two of my buddies and we're like, okay, let's go on this adventure. And we're all sitting there with our shoes off in SeaTac. Like, Hey, this is a one-way flight. Nobody bought return tickets, right? We all kind of looked at each other. <laughs> We're Man. like, nobody bought return tickets. And, and so, um, yeah, breaking the social norm and also, like, understanding that, you know, like, our skills are, can be utilized everywhere around the world. And, and in, as we travel the world, people have the same skills as us, and then they're just interpreted slightly differently. And also, they're utilized in way different forms than, than what we're used to in the States. And so it's been really interesting to learn and see that and, and also kind of cultivating those, those uh, individuals that, you know, you may work with and partner with in other countries and understanding how that culture interacts with those types of skills and even titles are totally different. You know, like it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Man. Yeah. I, it just, it makes me think about that moment that you're sitting in that airport, like thinking like you're totally just moving and shifting your whole life, like leaving this whole side behind. Um, I guess where there, was there much like thought within that or was that just kind of like, this is, this is happening and we're going with it. Yeah. It, it was really surreal for a long time where, you know, we're, we had this like idea. We're like, yeah. Okay, cool. This is going to work. This is going to work. And then you have all your friends that have jobs, that have stability and you know, they're, Maybe another friend just bought like a nice car or a house, and then they'll they'll come to you. And like, what are you doing? You know, and, and that that is even more terrifying. 
makes you like very up. You're just terrified. Yeah. And you then, start questioning uh, yourself, right? Yeah. A ton. And you know, is, is this thing going to work? And, and then you have to remember that also what you're always reminded of and can't forget is this, I guess the graveyard of entrepreneurs. And, and you could say that for every hundred people, right. one makes it out. And then every, the next step, it's that same kind of ratio. And, um, but remembering that even if you fail, wherever you go, that that graveyard is full of people with skills like you, but that guy who made it that, you know, that person who made it had the same skills as you and it, it, you guys aren't any different than, you know, than each other. It, it's a matter of how do you execute mm-hmm. uh, your plan and, and are you going out to meet the right kind of partners and are you going out to do the right activities to make yourself successful? And that's all you can do. And that's all you can control because man, that, you know, that, I don't know, graveyard seems so morbid, but understanding that there are so many brilliant people out there because at times it may not be the best product that succeeds. It's just the execution of that particular project and the timing and the right partnerships that you can make to make sure that your brand or your idea thrives and, you know, survives. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, within that, I, I that obviously requires a lot of um, resilience, a lot of persistence, right. To, and maybe even like stubbornness or a little bit of craziness to be like, this is, this is what we want to do. And we're going to push through. And, you know, even if others are failing and dropping like flies beside us, like you have to believe in yourself to, to know, to like, you know, how to adapt or how to move forward or even just develop the right skills to move forward. Um, but that like self-belief is, is kind of what I hear from that. Yeah. I mean, it, it does like take a lot of time to develop grit. And I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, at one point when, when one of our businesses failed here, we looked at each other and we're like, well, we can't afford this office. So what do we do? We're like, Hey, you know, let's rent something very cheap. Let's start selling a coffee, coffee out of it. Something uh, just to push forward <laughs> and, huh. and make sure we pay salaries on time, do what we have to do to survive. I think that's, that's the biggest thing is just, you know, looking at yourself and you say, do I want to continue? And at times where we're sitting there, you know, around a, a table looking at ourselves and we're like, it would be easier to go home. It would be easier to just drop this and go find a job. But, right. you know, it, at the same time, every time you, uh, I'm not going to lie. Like I've, I've, I've gone on a lot of job sites. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> like, totally. And you're, and you're like, you're like, wow, that's a pretty nice job open there in Seattle or in San Jose or in LA. And and then you and then you sit there and you start building it out like halfway through. You know, you, you just talk to your mom and you're like, man, I miss the egg rolls or whatever it is. Right. The comfort, the uh, the four hundred one k, and then you have your other you know, friends and family there asking you, what in the world are you doing? Mm-hmm. And 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 at that point, you you come to realize that you're a little bit of a crazy person and it's hard to relate because everyone is looking for comfort, but comfort and growth don't go together. Yeah. And, um, when you go back, even now it's, it's, you know, you're regardless of where you're at in the world, the States or Asia and Africa. And I've met people in Africa and they have it way worse than me. So I'm not going to complain about anything. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, entrepreneurs there that have experience something and they're like i wish my market was like yours and i'm like oh man really <laughs> so right uh, and then you know i look at the american market oh, man, 
I wish that market was more developed so I can utilize this. And, uh, you know, and, and so the one thing is staying true and, and, and having the awareness to know that people don't have your experience and, and nor will they ever understand the type of challenges that you go through because, you know, they're not sitting there with you at 3 a.m. wondering, you know, what the next step is. Yeah. They're, they're asleep. And, and that's, that's the beautiful nature of it. It's just that you're able to stretch your mind. I'm not condoning sleeping at 3 a.m., whatever it is. But um, I, feeling lost on a map with no path has been an amazing experience and a very painful one. Sure. Um, and, and having friends and having colleagues that are strong sitting next to you and, you know, everyone's there terrified, but nobody's willing to show it. <laughs> so <laughs> pushing, the, you know, and everyone pushes forward together. And next thing you know, we have something beautiful and then all of a sudden contracts are being signed. Um, then all of a sudden you have a steady cash flow and then you're like, then you have a surplus and then all of a sudden you start hiring people. And then you hit this next step of growth. Like what now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that there's just what you mentioned even there is like there, this, this fear of, um, kind of, of, of growth and of what's next. It, it's always going to be there. Right. Like, yeah. uh, regardless of where you're at in, in your life or in your career or in business, you know, um, and and so I, I, what I get from that too, is rather than kind of asking, Oh, what if, and, and, and trying to compare yourself with all of these other things, it's, it's really being able to, you know, see what's in front of you right now and present in the moment. And to say like, this, this is the path that, you know, we've embarked on and, and we have to see it through, you know? Okay. Um, and yeah. yeah, and that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's there, you hit a point of where uh, you do ask yourself, like, is it really worth it? And right. I think, you know, I've, I've also like, I'm not gonna lie, like given up on a lot of random projects as well, just to say, you know, is this really worth it? Um, you know, what is my main focus? And I think focusing on those goals has been the biggest marker of success for us is to, because there's always going to be a lot of white noise, especially being in a room full of like entrepreneurs or a room full of, investors or a room full of whatever there's going to be ideas thrown at all times and, yeah. and trying to figure out what is worth it and what is not i think that is where you you hit a point of maturity and being able to say no to certain things yeah. um yeah because and also knowing what your idea may be worth that's really hard too because you know people will come up to you and offer you certain amounts for certain things or whatever it is that that, that you end up doing i think staying true and knowing what your worth is um, you know, is your company really worth this much for 10% or for 20% or whatever it is. Um, but also understanding that you need that capital to survive as well. That capital injection is so yeah. important at times. Um, and, and so it's like, you know, how long, what, what is it that you want to give up and decision-making power and also setting aside your ego. Like that's one of the biggest things is ego. Um, right. You know, because everyone, you know, we, we see all these faces uh, out, out in the news and the crowds and you're like, this person is on, you know, um, 
it's like so, the social media effect, right? Like this person's successful, this yeah. person's doing this, this person has this. And then you're sitting there and you're like, can I have four to buy donuts for the employees today? <laughs> totally. <laughs> and you feel really inadequate at that moment. And, and then, but then knowing that you have something growing before you, you know, like you have something growing um, around you and being able to set aside wants and needs and understanding like the bigger picture. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's been honestly one of the biggest challenges is like, you know, we're like, well, how much money have you set aside for this and set aside for this? And six months ago, I would have been like zero and zero at this point, you know, because you, you bleed into your savings and whatnot. And, and, and then now it's been, um, we're really comfortable now. Cool. <laughs> so now we're yeah, trying to yeah. find, now we're trying to find the next step in, uh, in growth and, and that discomfort. And so now we're reinvesting and, and that's been an amazing experience as well. Totally different type of fear than, than what we had three years ago embarking on this journey. Yeah. Yeah. That now that you had a foundation to build upon, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So, so how, how did, how did you kind of, um, uh, uh, I, I had the question and I forgot. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're talking about, um, talking about, uh, I guess, I guess just like pushing through it or, or just trying to figure out how to find yeah. the next uncomfortable zone, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, for me, it's, it's, it's been trying to figure out what may have the best return on investment, uh, what, what are the next goals that we have that fit within our, um, you know, fit within our visions, yeah. and goals and missions. I think that's, it's very important to sit there. Yeah. That's actually what I wanted to ask is kind of like, how, how do you, cause you know, in, in any part of business decision-making is always going to be, that's the hard part. And, uh, to, to decide like what is the right path and what's worth it to pursue based on either your marketplace or your customers or what you want to do yourself and what kind of creative outlet you want as well. Um, so in terms of the, in terms of decision-making and then setting the sort of high level goals at the macro level, um, you know, how, how did you first develop those high level goals and then how do you navigate the decision-making process along the way? I I think that your goals and the way you approach goals and the way that you approach, you know, those, those macro levels that you're talking about, it derives from your experience and, and, you know, who you are as a person and understanding where you want to go, not only as an individual, but you may have a family or you may have just yourself and and those things will tailor your decision making you know beyond everything else because uh like for me it's it's hard because it's not just me you know there's a whole group of people that are are walking alongside and those group of people have different tendencies and different goals and different upbringing they have um you know they have their own personal goals as well in their careers so you have to kind of see what it's hopefully better for the group you will never understand the grasp of the, the gravity of every decision you make until it is actually executed. Right. 
Right. And, and, and so, you know, for me, it's, it's going through all the organizations that I've been through and having really, really good mentors and, and understanding and, and not being afraid to, afraid to ask, what would you do in this situation? Yeah. No, asking yeah. for a friend. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Hypothetically. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, that's, that's what I hear too is, um, you know, as I think about my situation in, in my business, it's a very, uh, very lonely process. Uh, and you know, the difference is that I, I am, you know, starting this business on my own being almost like a solopreneur here, whereas, it sounds like you already you've established connections and uh, uh, sort of group that you know traveled with you from the start, right? Um, and then and then be able to like find that support network with mentors. Um, so in terms of navigating the 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 any sort of emotional struggles that you have, like what was what was that like, you know, in terms of balance? Let me, yeah. let me start over here. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, you, you, you cut that one out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to rewind. I'm going to rewind that. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So actually, yeah, I'm curious, like where you go to for that sort of emotional support and guidance. It sounds like you mentioned it a little bit before with, you know, your mentors and even just the, the group that you traveled with. And, um, but at, at what level do you, do you like balance how much of, you know, like how much, what, what kind of relationship do you have with, with these, the people that you have around you in, in terms of feeling comfortable to, you know, share your struggles? Yeah. I think now it's, it's very different because actually, um, my two partners that I actually traveled here initially with are now gone. Um, mm. and, and, and one has, um, you know, uh, start, went off and started his own company, um, you know, doing video business cards and, and, and really cool, um, visual effects. And I think that like for, for him, it, it was more about the art and that's, and that's great. And he's doing what he's passionate about. Yeah. That's been great. Then the other side was, um, you know, kind of went back to comfort. And that is perfectly okay. Um, and, and so, you know, it's not for everyone. And so, you know, those things, um, they happen. And that was a really hard uh, thing to do as, as, as people decide what they want to do. Do they want to continue? Do they want to, you know, everyone has their points. Enough. You know, this is enough right. for me. I've had my fill. And so to get to that point has been quite hard. And now, is continuing to grow that network and understanding that yeah, you really just need to diversify and try to see the network around you. And, um, you know, starting your own business, you need to have that network and understanding that, you know, everyone has, everyone knows, and everyone's been to different places and, and seen different people. Mm -hmm. And there is no one that is beneath you because you never know who that person may know. You mean, you know, no, don't be afraid to ask. And um, opening up is quite hard because, you know, you never want to talk about your fears, and failures to some random person or to, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's just a very normal thing. So finding friends, but also um, the right type of people that you can 
you kind of express yourself and, and the right type of person is different for everyone else, you know, it's different. And, um, and so for me, it's, it's just, it's quite difficult. I, I, I started writing a journal, something that I never thought I would do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and it's actually something like, in the paper, it's like really calming, uh, for me personally. And, um, that's something I never did in the States. Something yeah. I, you know, I, I read about it on a self-help blog. <laughs> right, right. It, it, totally, it totally helps um, just to take away the technology um, because we're surrounded by it and to go to a really more primal kind of thing, writing down your struggles and then coming back and reading it like a day later. And you're like, I'm over it now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's been really helpful. No. And, and that, that makes, that's definitely, that would be where I would kind of, shift gears here is to kind of go into the sort of mental health aspect of entrepreneurship, right? Like there's so much that happens and and so many emotions and fears and anxieties that are brought up with, um, with not knowing what you want to do or, or, or where to go next. Um, and so I'm glad that you are finding that journaling helps with that. Cause there's definitely a, a, a value to externalizing our thoughts right and our, our emotions because it keeping it inside just exaggerates it and blows it out of proportion um but so then with so then i guess back to that original question like do you have a dedicated person to to go to for on a more deeper emotional support than other than a journal um I, I have my mentors and those are, you know, those, those guys have been amazing. Those people have been awesome just because there's no judgment there because they've already been through those situations. Yeah. If they haven't, they have unique insights. And I would say not having just one mentor, but having several because, and in different backgrounds, you know, like totally different backgrounds where their perspectives aren't one way or another. And what I found is that if all of three or four of their views come together and they're like, Hmm, this makes sense to everyone in different markets, in different positions. I should probably just do this or I should probably get out of this. Mm. And, um, you know, being very open at the same time and finding those people to, you know, because they're giving their time for you. That's, I appreciate it a ton. Um, and listening to the, like their struggles and trying to see their markets, how, how they manage to just utilize their, their, their people and their skills and, their experience. And so, I mean, I mean, because, because we will never have the same experience they have. And so it's, right. you know, see how they navigate certain things. It does help out a lot, but expressing like, I'm, I'm pretty frustrated or whatnot. That's, it takes a lot of emotional intelligence to actually run a business because sure. at every step, you're probably going to hit a snag at some point, you know, or daily. Typically right. is daily. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, people, a lot of people say that, you know, entrepreneurship is one of the biggest kind of personal development uh, exercises or, or journeys that you could embark on. Um, and, and so that's why, yeah, I mean, that's the whole, you know, theme of this podcast, right. Is developing emotional intelligence to be able to have that sort of level of resiliency. Um, to navigate the daily, the daily ups and downs. Um, is that something that you feel like you 
kind of work on with intention or is that just something that just has been built just in the nature of, you know, being in business? I think both. Um, you know, it definitely is both. You have to actively seek resources to grow, but also you do just grow naturally just by having a business or um, engaging in entrepreneurship or um, whatnot. It's, it's just, you experience so many no's yeah. and, and so many um, setbacks. And it, it, it does take some time to collect yourself and move forward at times. And you're like, man, that was a big loss. That could have helped me, you know, make six months worth of like needed revenue (laughs) or something like that. Right. And, um, yeah. So how do you like handle that when you like take a hit like that? Like what's, what's your process in dealing with it? Uh, my first thing I do is just kind of accept it uh, for what it is just because, um, you know, it, there's nothing you can do to change it typically. Um, Mm. and then reflect upon what you could have done, but don't dwell on it Mm. and saying, okay, if I would have approached this differently, then I could have done this and I could have done this and seen that chain of events happen. Um, you know, I've, I've lost deals just by being too slow. Mm-hmm. I was just too busy and too slow. And, you know, we didn't get the necessary paperwork out and, and there's no excuse on that. You know, that's just something that you just have to just spend a little extra time and getting it done. Um, and, and, and understanding that and improving your process and then having your kind of routine and, um, understanding that, you know, you have your set ways and you can, you know, everyone does, but the emotional intelligence that you need to develop to say, okay, cool. It happens. One loss is not going to define my career or define my business. Yeah. I'll just move forward and get better. Taking that deep breath before you actively go forward and, you know, take the next step into the shadows, you know, of the unknown there and being okay. Uh, I think the one thing is we dwell. Like that's the one thing is like even in school, right? We're defined by that one fail grade. We're defined by not getting above a certain percentage. Yeah. And in business, it's you know one loss one day it could mean a big win the next. Um, and, and focusing on that because if you dwell, man, like you're gonna lose that big win. You know that's sitting right in front of you and you don't even realize. Totally. It. totally. Yeah, I guess I, I'm I'm learning to balance that with the the not dwelling but also um you know embracing the fact that it it is it is it is hard and it sucks right and um i guess today but to be honest with you was a a pretty crappy day for me (laughs) and (laughs) um yeah yeah so i i was just real quickly i you know i got, uh, had a potential gig to, you know, write this book and it was going to be a really cool project. And then earlier this morning, they kind of texted or they emailed and said that they are going to work with another author, um, rather, rather than me. And so, you know, that definitely takes, a, a hit on so many aspects of yourself if you let it. Right. I had to, Mm -hmm. I had to definitely slow myself down and and make myself realize again, just, you know, put into practice what I've been preaching with all this like emotional intelligence stuff, but to not let that be a setback that debilitates me, that like paralyzes me and, and have me like spiral into saying like, Oh, see, this is, 
you know, this is why I, I can't go down this path or that, you know, it's so easy to just kind of come up with all these excuses if you let it. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, and so to be able to slow down and say, all right, let like, sure, this, this thing did happen. And, um, and maybe the first instinct might be to be like super positive and try to be optimistic and force it, uh, because you don't want to dwell. Um, but, th but that's where I'm struggling, right? It's like, you you want to embrace it but you don't want to dwell and uh uh i guess what i think of how to get out of this is just to really be clear again on on your high level goals like your macro um in the grand scheme of things this is just a blimp on on the path right it's just kind of a speed bump and um to be able to zoom out and look at that big picture uh is hard but it's one of the necessary parts in especially in entrepreneurship um so i guess having said all that like is what uh i mean is that something you've developed what what are your high level goals i guess that keeps you going like what what well, motivates you to you know navigate the the failures or those speed bumps that you hit well first of all i, I just want to say that like you writing and putting yourself out there, that's, it, it takes a lot of that. It takes a lot of yourself. Um, but then understanding that like, maybe they just read it in the wrong way or they, you know, maybe it just wasn't the right person to yeah. collaborate with. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's just something that, you know, that you just kind of push through. And unfortunately that's, that's the, that's the hardest thing to say. So yeah. you know, you don't, there's not much to do besides take it in and just say, okay, on to right. the next one. Right. And then present it to somebody else. And um, for for me, I I think my high level goal has, you know, I I, I want to say like, oh, it's be challenged or to do this, but growing up the way I did, um, we didn't have much. Um, you know, it, didn't really know where your next meal was going to come from. Yeah. Didn't know, you know. Um, I remember like waiting at the food bank uh, with with my with my mom, uh, things like that, or collecting cans with my grandma for whatever we needed, you know, and, and for me, I've always been chasing comfort. Yeah. I've always been chasing stability. And when I had it, I don't know. I, I just felt like I, I thrived in that, you know, that, that struggle and then it helped push me to like different levels in my career. Yeah. And my experience growing up is extremely different than many entrepreneurs. Uh, you know, like coming, you see many entrepreneurs that have, giant businesses, they, they have certain things that people like myself don't have. And it's that, like that pedigree, that, that parental, uh, the parental figure to help, help you guide yourself along the way. Um, and I never had that, you know, uh, my dad was a bus driver. So right. <laughs> I mean, I can, I drive real well, but, um, you know, <laughs> this doesn't help me in my business. <laughs> and, um, and so it, it's, it's, it's tough to seek those, those mentors and, have to get into the doors, but understanding that the more you are important thing and, and, and to really embrace your failures. Yeah. 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 Because, um, man, it's, it's very tough at times to look at yourself in the mirror when you wake up the next day and say, okay, let's do this. Right. right. Uh, there's been times where I, I, 
I like have yelled at the mirror. I'm not going to lie. Like there's, really? there's been times when, uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, you're like, what yeah. am I doing? I'm talking to myself at this point. You're like, what? yeah, like, am I just, am I just not good enough? Or am I just not equipped to do this? This is not my destiny. But at the same time, I've made my destiny by choosing this path already. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody chose it besides me. And if I'm strong enough to make that choice three years ago, I can probably make it for today. Because that that what you remember, what you have to remember is that that initial choice to go into business for yourself, you just made a decision for your life. Totally. And so when I wake up in the morning, I look at myself, and I had a tough day. I'm like, making a decision for today is a lot smaller than the one I made years ago. Right. Right. I mean, it's still the same. You know, you're still continuing in your life. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you put it into the grand scheme of things, you're like, okay. What I left, you know, that moment was a much bigger moment than the one I had today. But also yeah. embracing that moment and saying that it's still the same as that moment you did before. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to embrace that that acceptance of the next step, and every day is the next step. Well, that, that's what I, I was going to. Does that make sense? I don't know. A, a, a little, a little. I, I guess I, I was going to get curious about, you know, if for those who I guess are listening and, and maybe haven't broken into entrepreneurship yet, you know, that having like knowing that that first step does have such a huge impact on your life, that can be very intimidating and overwhelming to make that type of decision. Um, uh, and, and so I guess when you're comparing that to the step that you're taking now, uh, yeah, maybe it's not as big because, you know, you've already embarked on this journey and now it's just kind of continuing down the path. But um, yeah, I'm not really sure where I was going to go with that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think like, uh, like the path, you know, there, there's no set path, right? And yeah. just like if we're, if we're hiking, there's always a path. You say, oh, you know, you go down the, the path, let's travel. There's still a path there, but in entrepreneurship, you can always take a left, a right, go diagonally walk backwards. You know, there's no, there's no trail, you know, you just kind of just walk and, um, you know, I don't know, like it's, it's sometimes you ever hear that, like that, that theory that if you put somebody in a field that if you just let them walk, they just walk and there's no like waypoints, they end up walking in like a strange circle. Oh, I haven't, but that makes sense. <laughs> um, so like, yeah. there's no, like, there's, there's no designated point. Everything yeah. looks the same. Yeah. You don't really know if you're walking straight or not, or if you're walking on a curve and that, and that's, that's kind of where, where it's at is like trying to figure out like where that path is going or where you're headed. It's, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. I think all you have to do is just keep on getting up and knowing that one day, like, you know, are you doing the things that you need to accomplish your goals? And for me, it, it's been I don't know at times what my goals are because they may shift depending on how the business shifts or the market shifts, you know, like for app developers that they're entrepreneurs that are like writing these apps, maybe, you know, um, the next day you may hit a big information block. You throw something like that from, from something that you, you don't expect from like EU or some law changes. And the next, you know, you have to take a really big step back or you find a different way. Right. Oh man. Okay. So I want to go into different topics here. Cause so there's the goals part of 
you know, being able to set the, those goals um, and, and be able to be persistent with that. So you're not really like susceptible too much to be like taken by the wind. Right. Uh, that that's one thing I'd like to explore, but then you mentioned a while back too about comfort, um, and, and being, you know, in the uncomfortable situation of entrepreneurship and not knowing where, where you're walking, uh, and how that relates to your, your past and in, as a, as a child and as in, in family, um, where you're chasing comfort. And then, uh, the third one is kind of how you deal with, um, or I, I guess how you deal with a, a failure that, uh, was, or I guess like what was a, something that was hard or difficult for you to express or to be vulnerable with, um, especially when you are struggling or dealing with the failure. So <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot, three yeah. things, yeah, three <laughs> things that I kind of came up and wanted to explore, but I don't know if any of those sound interesting to you to <laughs> dive in. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, mean those, yeah. those, that, I feel like that's a whole nother episode for you. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I really need to get these more structured, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but let's, let's go into the, um, the, the comfort. So I liked what you, cause that, that's what peaked my ears before when you were saying that you were chasing comfort and that I am very much guilty of that too. And and we can, you know, maybe talk about how Asian culture kind of relates to that as well. Um, but you know, n- not, um, so, so what was that like chasing comfort like for you and, and, and then breaking out of that? Um, I guess, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Actually, I, maybe a better question is like, how, what, at what point did you know that you were just being comfortable, you know, and then, and then why was that something that created this shift for you? I think I, I really haven't, like, in my mind, I haven't been comfortable. Mm. And, but I did realize that I lived in comfort. I was working uh, yeah. and I was, you know, I, I was, I was in the race, I guess you could say. And I think at one point I just was surrounded by all these like material things. You wanted like a nicer car or you wanted a nicer place to live or nicer toys or, um, and, and, and it started to matter and it started to like, and it may sound ridiculous, but it becomes your reality that material things was your measure of success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you started. I think that's when you become comfortable. It's because you're like, hmm, you know, maybe I want to get the the uh, the limited package, or I want to get this, or I want to get that, and then that's what you're chasing. That's what your next goal is: is that mm. I want that, or I want this, even though you never took time to reflect that you got a bed, nice place with running water, and this car is nice. You got heated seats and all that stuff. Like, what else is there? Right. Why Why do I need to upgrade my car every year? So you, in other words, you kind of, you felt like there was something intangible that was missing. Yeah. It becomes very monotonous, you know, like it, it it becomes very just one thing. And then next thing you know, it's like, Oh, my, my car isn't fast enough or whatever it is. It's like, we got speed limits. Like why does it matter? (laughs) So, so, I mean, there's little things like that. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying don't enjoy the things that you have, 
But um, at a certain point, I, I looked at myself and I was like, every time I upgrade, I'm not really that happy. Right. And I've been working and I've been saving. You know, like, what else is there? Or is this like my life? <laughs> so, so at that point, uh, I, I, I realized that I was like a weird sense of comfort. Um, and, and, and just like, you know, and then every time like somebody brought up something new, you're like, oh, I got to get that. But I had the ability to get it. I had the ability to buy that. I had the ability to upgrade. And that ability was the comfort. Yeah. Just the fact that it was like easy for you to say that this, I could just pay this certain thing and get it instantly. And, um, it wasn't, yeah, I mean, that wasn't fulfilling. No, I mean, it was like, yeah, it was, that was weird. Like I had, I had like one plus one, one plus two, one plus three, one plus four. And I was on the waiting list for the next one. You know, like I don't need all that. I used to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I had them. And then next, you know, I had all these like good phones that were sitting there that were not used. And you're like, you know, and then you're like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get this or I'll get that. And, um, you know, at a certain point you're like, wow, I got like, 23 pairs of shoes. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, and you're like, I didn't even use half of them. Right. And so, yeah. So so after a while, just the material things just were less or diminishing of, of value to you. Like that's why garage sales existed. We just got too much stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess like then when you started realizing this and then started, you know, embarking on into more discomfort, you also mentioned, you know, a lot of people questioning you and especially your parents. How, how did you deal with that? Like what was, yeah. What resistance did you get and how did you handle it? It was extremely difficult. It was extremely difficult mm-hmm. um, because then you start hitting things like, you know, I didn't, I didn't raise you this way or mm-hmm. I didn't uh, come to this country to have you do this. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't suffer. I didn't do this for for you just to do what you're doing now. Oh my gosh. I relate to that so much. Yeah. And, um, and then, so my, what I, one day, I don't know, I kind of like, I hit my little breaking point and I was like, did you come to America to allow me to chase my dream or to just find a job? Yeah. And I think they just kind of sat drop, there. <laughs> mic drop right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and they were like, of course we want you to chase your dream. I'm like, what is it? You know? Yeah. And she's like, well, I want you to have a home and to have a car. But I have those. Things. Mm-hmm. So what's next? And granted, I, w- I was very lucky to be in situations that allowed me to have those things. But at the same time, you're like, you know, how many amazing ideas are, are, are stifled because we're, we're too afraid. And that's the thing. It's just like that, that talk happened in the middle of like my little entrepreneur run. It didn't happen, you know, when I was working, I was quitting and whatnot. I, I mean, to be honest, I didn't even tell my mom I quit. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so it was a big surprise to her. Um, and so as, as, yeah, it's, it is something that, you do have to fight through. And I think trusting yourself, but also understanding 
that you will never know how hard it until you hit that point. And being able to accept that is a really big step forward because like hitting the bottom of the barrel is a difficult thing to accept. And that's something that most entrepreneurs will go like entrepreneurs and business owners will go through. Yeah. They will hit that point and um, being able to just stand back up the next day and, and putting a smile on your face, moving forward, like nothing happened. Right. Yeah. That's, it's pretty important to start every day fresh and making sure that you're taking care of yourself too. Like, are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you, you know, not dwelling? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are so big. Well, yeah. And, and so with the, the comfort there, like, um, now like having experienced the bottom of the barrel you know that's that's what also maybe helps push you forward like in a way you already kind of know <laughs> sort of what the worst is or could be and uh in a way that's that's less to fear right it, does that yeah. resonate or does that do you agree with that oh i'm highly prepared to eat rice and eggs with a bunch of different <laughs> sauces every day. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it happens, you know, um, right. right now I don't, I don't have to resort to those things, but that's something that you do have to look at and say, you know, there may be a point in my journey that I have to do this. Mm. And, um, and, uh, you know, am I willing to just push forward and, you know, like make coffee to make sure I make rent? Like that's, yeah. that's the thing is just, but also making sure that you don't lose focus because once you start receiving those comforts again, right? And you start getting that cash, start receiving those comforts. You can't forget about your business. You can't forget about working on your business and not working in your business. Yep. Yep. And we lose sight of that because you, you sometimes you may be so focused on your task at hand that you forget about all the other stuff. It's important to, I literally now set times on my schedule to check emails and to check this because the moment that time runs out, I move on to the next thing and to have that discipline to say, okay, it's over. Now it's now let's move on to the next thing and uh, prioritizing what's important at that moment. Um, and, and also what's in the future. Like those are big things. Um, and it also helps you stay focused because you're not focused on other things. Like if it's email checking time, I'm going to check those emails. Yeah. And um, you know, because we, like it's, you have to control your technology. Um, that's something I learned from uh, that book from Franklin Covey, you know? Um, and, and he talks about controlling your technology because you're getting so many emails every day, so many texts, totally. so many just social media, like, yeah, even on my phone right now, I got WhatsApp, Viber, Line, yeah. Telegram, Signal, uh, Slack, like <laughs> Facebook, um, amongst Instagram, like whatever it is. And, and, and that's, you know, that's nuts. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to go through that too, but back to <laughs> bring us back to the, um, the, the, you know, taking, cause what I wanted to ask was about taking that risk, right. Where, where, when, if we are in this comfort level, um, it's easy to know, I mean, it's easy to just follow that, that what is comfortable, uh, and, and, and fear taking a risk because of, you know, the, this sort of exaggerated image or vision of what failure would look like. Right. And, 
um, I think I, I'm guilty of that where I have, I think I've developed a, such a comfortable level, you know, when I was in, in my job that it took me so long to even make that decision to say, uh, or to even like give business a shot, you know, because of the fear of what would I be giving up or like what would happen if I had to resort to like eating rice out of, you know, rice and eggs with soy sauce or something, you know, like, uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is kind of, I think when we don't really know or have experienced what that bottom of the barrel is, I think that can, that can exaggerate or that can, that can kind of create a lot more fear in us to, um, you know, hesitate from taking big risks. Um, but it sounds like kind of coming from a, um, less privileged or less wealthy childhood, you know, you've kind of developed that already. And, um, and so now you know where you're coming from in a way. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely, but you know, a lot of my partners and a lot of people that I've talked to, they, they don't come from that same background. If that's okay. But the one thing that you can't do is just that like you can't put yourself in the same category as other entrepreneurs because you're in your own category. Yeah. You know, the one thing is just like now it's like, oh, you Bill Gates yet or you Steve Jobs or whoever, you know, like this next whatever. And no, you're not. And those people are very special cases. And you have to remember that you can't compare yourself. To them. You yeah. can't compare yourself because you're, you have your own product. You have your own uh, market that you have to deal with. You can't compare yourself to those guys um, just because you're talking about, you know, you can count those guys on your hand. Yeah. But there are so many other businesses that have thrived. You may never hear about them. And understanding that it's not about you. It's about the company that you're growing. Right. And if you can focus on that and just take out the noise, right? And focus on the product at hand. Focus on whatever it is that you're doing, your service or your whatever it is that you want to do, that's going to be the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, you don't have to be famous to make sure that your, your product works. Sure. It helps. But at the same time, the product will speak for itself. And that's why all those entrepreneurs became extremely wealthy or became extremely powerful and strong and, you know, sought after is because they literally focused on the product. Right. No, I actually, I appreciate that a, a, a reminder again, because I'm very guilty of compare comparison or comparing myself to others all the time. And um, so, yeah, just reminding yourself that, you know, you have your own mission, you have your own kind of way of, of, of living and your own creative, unique perspective. Um so yeah 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 if, uh, because if you're chasing those people you're just another carbon copy of that of that person and that's not a bad thing but um your uniqueness is what really sells you as, as an entrepreneur and as a business person because yeah. people will remember that if you're just another cut out how many times have you seen those types of people you know so right right yeah um this has been fascinating i think we kind of hit on lots of different topics there uh uh but mostly around entrepreneurship and kind of that 
roller coaster of just stuff that comes along with that. Um, lastly, I guess what I, I like to end my segments here because we're coming up on the hour is uh, real quickly, sort of a you know rapid fire style kind of experience or story with um, the five core emotions. Uh, so okay. you you've seen the movie Inside Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. five five characters, so um, we have anger, fear, disgust, sadness, and joy. And so, just real quickly, kind of, what is your sort of relationship with each of them, or what's a recent experience you've had, or or a recent, yeah, just recent experience you've had with that feeling? Um, so, let's start with anger. What do you what do you think about anger, or how has anger shown up in your life, or uh, or how do you manage it? Um, anger comes and goes. I, I think that like the other day, um, I was extremely angry. I dropped my coffee and I just got it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, oh. And um, it wasn't necessarily my fault. I had somebody else was texting and bumped into me while I was standing there. So I was I was pretty I was pretty angry. And, um, you know, for me, I was like, okay, okay, let's go back and get another copy. <laughs> Dang, yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> I, I had a moment. I had a moment of like, you're just red. And I was like, all right, all right, calm down. It's just a coffee. Right. Right. But it was the first coffee of the day. Oh man. So <laughs> it's like, you know, it's one of those things like I wanted this, I needed that. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> Um, okay. So fear. Um, constant. I think I, I was terrified to talk to you today. So, um, uh-huh. cause you know, <laughs> you, you never, you never know what kind of questions I, I think I had this moment of fear, um, before every sales meeting I go into. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it does help you prepare. You can embrace it to, to make sure that you're prepared walking into that. Yeah. It happened to me the other day. I, I gave a talk on clean water in Tim Um I was terrified. It was a smaller group. It was like 45 to 50 people. And, you know, they're all like GMs of like uh, hotels in that area. I was terrified because I didn't know what kind of questions they were going to ask me. You never know. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's keeping you on your toes for sure. I guess like how, so how did you prepare yourself then going into those things? Um, I pretty much read everything on hotels in water so mm. yeah <laughs> so just stock up on information <laughs> um yeah i mean i mean just being informed but also being open to the questions and listening uh, i think that's that's something that's that's really big is being able to listen yeah okay uh discussed uh i saw another um person yelling at their employees and i think it was just a really abrasive way to to treat people and i think for me that was like okay i'm i'm not gonna do that mm. you know i i think that you never know um who that person will become or, or whatever it is i think just treating them on an equal plane i think that's really important because um like having the right people and having people is our most valuable resource as yep. business owners you have to treat them the right way or else you know you wonder why your turnover rate is so high yeah i think that i think that's me that was just the worst and i, just, I I just hate it. So you're disgusted of disrespect 
of people. Yeah. I think you just have yeah. to have that mutual respect because they choose to give their lives to you in, in, in essence, right? They're like, Definitely. I'm giving you 40 hours of my life to you. Definitely. You have to respect that. Yeah. Um, sadness. Um, you know, I, I am a little sad. I'm not uh, in close proximity to like my family mm. um, and, and to those like my friends that I grew up with. And, and that's, that is a little sad. Um, and you try to reach out um, via, you know, different ways um, at times. And it's difficult because you're in different time zones and, you know, it's quite far. And they're also focused on their lives and stuff like that, too. So, right. uh, you know, once what was once easy to, you know, hit up a buddy and grab a beer, it's not the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, like they're like, you can see things like, oh, everyone's watching like a Seahawks game or something. And you're like, man, I can't watch that. It's like 3 a.m. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I can, I, I resonate with that. Um, and lastly is joy. Um, I'm just extremely grateful to just have the people that I have around me um, and to have, you know, a beautiful family um, and to have, you know, the right people around. Like, that's just what it is. The people around me bring me a lot of joy because I wouldn't be where I am without them. and you know, there's always like little surprises today coming into the office. There's cookies. Like those are small things to be joyful for. And, and you, you know, people have your back. Um, and I think those things are so beautiful because you started off as strangers and then now you're like big family, you know? Yeah. That's great. Well, cool. Um, thank you again for, uh, spending the time with me and, and talking through and being open and vulnerable and sharing your story and um, especially the, the the deeper emotions there and all the all the fears and and sadness and and all that all the emotions um, so that, again really appreciate it and uh, if anyone's curious to find you how can how can they find you and or how can they contact you um, sure uh, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn uh, Michael Twan, or you can, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the easiest way really. Uh, and then, uh, you want, you know, it's, uh, it's reach out to Victor. So <laughs> sweet. Yep. <laughs> I will link that in the show notes and, um, yeah, thanks again. I really appreciate, uh, the talk and the conversation. So I appreciate, uh, reaching out to me. So, um, yeah. it's been a great talk. Thank you so much. All right, cool. I'll see ya. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Human Out podcast with my guest, Mike Tuan. I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you took some something out of it. Um, if you did, I would absolutely love if you could share this episode with somebody who could benefit from it. Um, and I'd love to hear about it too. The, you know, your comments and insights and aha moments are what will keep me going on this journey as well so um would love to engage and interact and and hear from you as well um you can find me on instagram at underscore victor ung or uh, join my facebook group where i'm building out a membership community um the facebook group is free at bit.ly slash 
Human Up Facebook. So bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Human Up Facebook. And you'll get the link to, to join the group. And in there, I've been doing a weekly live stream to uh, talk about a certain topic under the big umbrella of emotional intelligence and how to specifically apply it to certain areas within your life, within your career and relationships and creativity or creative hobbies. And, um, and you can catch all the replays there. So again, bit.ly slash human up Facebook. And, um, if you're interested in my coaching services, please email me at victor at victorong.com and we can get on a call to see if coaching would be a good fit for you. So with that, thank you again for listening. And I really appreciate you being here. And I will catch you next Monday.